J'aime bien comment tu parles J'aime bien ta voix, j'aime bien quand tu m'appelles J'aime bien te voir, j'aime bien quand tu me FaceTime J'aime bien te voir en vrai J'aime bien quand tu me regardes dans les yeux Moi j'aime bien ton petit regard malicieux J'aime bien quand tu te désables dans mon pied J'aime bien quand on est deux all right welcome to the show everybody we got a poland we got a polander on there you go music oh that's some french ass rap right there <laughs> yeah yeah uh, this guy living in france living beautiful life in france yeah all right yeah though before we get going here let's thank uh i ride supplements our premier sponsor of the podcast yeah uh, code bent15 to save at checkout there you've been using the iRide stuff chris oh yeah i've been trying it out uh putting it through its paces you know <laughs> nice. doing some test runs i gotta say it's uh not only tasty but i can notice the effects yeah it's good and they just came out with the new hydro fuel so i mean i used to be a big supplement like take my vitamins and stuff but you pretty much get all you get like vitamin d zinc magnesium plus all the micronutrients in the greens you're yeah. uh, you're pretty set like you don't need to take a bunch of pills anymore if, you, if you're taking this stuff daily it's pretty good yeah seriously it's got everything that i used to keep in a in a jar yeah <laughs> yeah clogged up my entire <laughs> yeah. pantry potassium so. magnesium zinc yeah even weird ones like ginkgo balboa oh yeah, yeah, yeah it has, yeah, it has yeah. glutamine and stuff too yeah so yeah you're pretty much covering all your bases with uh with the greens and the, the hydro fuel and it tastes good too mm-hmm. not a lot of sugar in it so that's pretty sweet so get yourself some iride with that bent save yourself some money with that bent code bent 15 yep bent 15 save yourself 15 percent yeah and uh, also we got the merch online you know if you like listen to these podcasts uh buy some merch yeah so we can keep doing this help support it yeah support everything local yeah it's awesome. the track yeah, yeah for sure no guys we go worldwide, <laughs> worldwide. yeah we're worldwide right now it's our first zoom or i guess failed skype attempt it's just audio we got a picture of yashik but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right we got the he's here and we're talking to him so uh yeah, and we also got Todd in the studio. Just uh, come yeah, on in. What's so. going on, Todd? All right, Yashik, what's up, buddy? You're so you're in France. You're still in uh, in the hospital and rehab. How's that been going? So I'm living beautiful hospital life for <laughs> over a year now. It's been year and a half, year and a four or five months uh, since my accident, and uh, basically every day was the same except the adventures that I was lucky enough to go sometimes every weekend. <laughs> yeah, so you get, you, get, you get a little, uh, what do you call it? Like you get to go for a little conjugal visits or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, because the team in the hospital is, is pretty young, uh, they are pretty much my age, uh, younger, a little bit older, there is lots of students coming over, and uh, with lots of people I got uh, on a friendly basis that I'm not like a patient, I'm more like a, like a friend here. And I'm invited to some parties or to go out uh, and hang out uh, 
in a city uh, I was lucky enough to see uh, most of the Paris from the perspective of the local people, not from the perspective of tourists. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. What's uh, really cool? Um, I'm on a wheelchair now that I'm still really not uh, used to. That I should like plan my trip, and uh, Paris is very not friendly for wheelchairs. A lot of stairs. I got stuck in the metro a couple times. Oh yeah, times, actually, mm, yeah, cool. Yeah, every time, every time something is happening, and from normal trip to to the city, uh, it's becoming an adventure. Yeah, and that... I've got stories. That's cool. Yeah, so just I guess for anyone, we're not going to go back into like the whole injury and everything. If you want to listen to that podcast, that was episode, I think, 17 or something. That was a good podcast. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones we've ever done. That one's really good. So, yeah, go back and check that one out. And speaking Uh, of the merch, get yourself a beautiful life shirt. Oh, yeah, the beautiful life shirt. Got mine on today still. Oh, you're still wearing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, those are nice shirts. Yeah, sold quite a few of those. So, yes, all those those, uh, sales go towards the Ashix Recovery. So, Sosa, Sosa did a great job on those t-shirts. Yeah, sweet. Thanks, Sosa, by the way. Is uh, is your GoFundMe still open or is that closed now? So the page is still it's still opened. Uh, for now, all the all the money we're going into or are going into rehabilitation process because uh, I've been progressing uh, pretty much weekly for the whole year. And right now it slowed down, but uh, the progress is still visible. So one of the best achievements I I got. Okay, mm, so maybe I will say where I am at now. Kay. After a year and a half, I can stand up. Uh, if I'm holding to something, my glutes muscle doesn't work, so I cannot really keep the the position straight up uh, straight. Uh, on two crutches, I can walk for 8, 10, uh, 15 minutes. Oh. I don't feel uh, my legs very much, so I uh, I don't have sensibility, and I have to look on them where I put my steps. I don't feel where I put my steps. I have to see where I put my steps. So yeah. that's, that's really weird. Yeah, I bet. That sounds crazy. So you're basically... You're basically able to move your legs from kind of your hips, or how do you like? Where are you moving yeah, your legs from? I yeah, I can move my legs towards uh, towards my knees. There is no no movements below the knees, but the doctors they are feeling the muscle contraction, uh, which is progressing, but it's not strong enough to move the foot up, so to shift the gears up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't shift the gears. <laughs> so you need a uh, fin- finger shifter now. There will be a. F- is shifting. Just, <laughs> just get an Alta. And yeah, get yeah, an Alta. You don't yeah, have to shift. Actually, get, know, guys, get... that's, that's very interesting project. I've never been into electric bikes, but uh, I think that's the way for me to ride the bike uh, without many changes. Yeah, yeah really. All yeah. If, if you really wanted to, you could set up a rear brake. Yeah, you uh, can get that Stark Varg with the brake on the uh, Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the new one, I'm Stark. about that Stark Varg that you can set up that bike with the with your with your uh, iPhone uh, as a 125, as a four-stroke, as yeah. a 450, as an old 500. So in one bike, you've got every possible bike ha- ever been ridden. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. hopefully it, like... Hopefully they're able to get some traction with that because that's a really 
Sounds like the Alta was pretty cool, but this one seems really legit. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. You can go from you can swap your power, like how how much power you're going to you want to ride a 125, you want to want to ride a 450, whatever. That's pretty cool. They can you can swap that around. So that's gonna be I think that's gonna be a sweet bike when that comes out. I think they're probably gonna be damn expensive, but yeah, they're like 14 grand right now. Yeah, is it still like uh more of a what do you call that? Um like the gofundme version of a startup what no they're called? they're rolling bikes out and stuff now. Oh, are they? Yeah, i yeah. think they've oh, got yeah. they have oh, like the, the starbucks it was made by the guy who was involved in a 24mx uh, online shop yeah they dominated the market they are involved in most of the uh, uh, dirt bike races they've got big bucks oh, they, oh yeah they yeah. are huge players in the game yeah, so, yeah, I think they did, like, a pre-launch, and they sold, like, way more than they expected off the, oh, right yeah. out of the gate, so well, that's pretty sweet. Just think about, yeah, you get to not only set up the bike exactly power plant-wise, what size of wheel you want on it, what color you want the thing, you want a foot brake, hand brake, like, what other bike do you get to customize your bike before you send it to you, right? you got to spend thousands of dollars to do something <laughs> yeah. like that after the fact, so. Mm-hmm. That's a great I idea. I think that's kind of cool, Yeah. you know. Yeah, but, you know, I'm already missing the part when you are hanging out with your buddies and uh, like solving a problem. So <laughs> yeah. some parts, you oh. know, there is no more jetting. There is no more asking how, you know, what jet you've got on. Like, how is the pipe working? Yeah. How you, like, oh, how many percentage you've got on? on <laughs> yeah, the, what's on your, <laughs> what coding do you have? In yeah. The yeah. Day, yeah, at least you can really, maybe that gives you more, more, uh, more, resources to really mess around with suspension yeah that yeah. i got a feeling it's going to be just as much work but instead of working in the garage you're going to work at a laptop to, <laughs> yeah uh, oh yeah to troubleshoot your bike and don't worry you'll still bust up your knuckles changing tires like that's yeah. still gonna happen <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, the suspension i don't know if you guys heard but that new ktm that uh, adventure bike is is as a product as a production bike got lots of um, settings and uh, tricks from the gp bikes yeah and there is uh, so much electronic involved these days that you're basically setting up how what what the percentage of the suspension you want yeah 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 that's insane actually well and yeah, so everything goes to electronic, and you'll be tuning up your by your suspension from the from the uh, laptop or from the even uh, phone very very soon. I think soon it'll be even handlebar, like you're tuning the suspension on the track. You can yeah, that's you know release air pressure or whatever as the moto goes on and it builds up or oh, and I'm sure it will, they'll figure out so you don't even need to right. Yeah, it'll, it'll just it'll thing. just yeah read a temperature and release whatever it needs or mm-hmm. yeah stiffen up the compression whatever gps map the track so it'll know when the big hits are and everything yeah it'll pretty, be, it'll, it'll be like the tesla yeah pretty <laughs> soon you won't have to just set it on autopilot and just hang on <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> lean <laughs> but yeah, yeah you'll be sitting will you'll be sitting in a garage on your kid's bike with the laptop and you'll be telling everyone that you are working that you are preparing mm-hmm. his bike for the race tomorrow yeah <laughs> yeah pretty yeah. much i don't know i'm not really i i'm kind of like I like I do like the mechanical like oh, I, yeah. I like uh, like I don't really I'm not really looking forward to electric bikes but I think it's it it definitely is going to be something that's necessary with like the restrictions and government and sound and shit I think so once you ride one too it might change your mind I think 
the power delivery of it is going to be something that you can't deny. It's going like, to be oh, so yeah. weird, though. It's, it's like it's going to be like a pole position where it's just like, yeah. like yeah. here is the chain slap. It's going to be I so weird. I think for arena cross, it's going to be oh epic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'm having a hard time but getting even, around not having gears or a clutch yeah i think well i think some of them are gonna I come out with the be, clutch that modulation cool of riding technique on those bikes like before you had two strokes and then you had a four strokes and you have to change your riding style and riding technique yeah and now you will have to learn how to ride the electric bike because totally. there is no uh, engine braking that much the rear wheel will act differently on the braking bumps yeah totally yeah. Just, just think about waking up at uh, 7 a.m. and not hearing some mini dad. <laughs> that's, that's already here. Thank that's, God that's here. Yeah, thank God they went first for yeah. the 50s because those things are, you hear them go through the pits. Yeah. I honestly don't know why they didn't do 50s like 10 years ago. Yeah, really. And yeah. I don't know why some of the other big brands haven't already gotten on it like Honda's, you see, Honda brought one out. Honda's finally coming around. It doesn't look anything like the KTM one, though. Yeah. But it's like half the price. So is it? Yeah. That's that's yeah. good. The, yeah, you need I an entry level kids, thing. It doesn't right? matter because eighty percent of the kids who are starting the dirt biking uh, adventure are not going into racing. Yeah, 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 no. for sure. And give give them a better price point. Like I think that the KTM or the Husky E fifty is like six grand or something. But and then the Honda's like three, so that's I think that's a great like entry level bike for a kid, right? Of course. Yeah. Of course. It will be accessible for more people and it will help grow the sport. Well, yeah, not, totally. Yeah, not every kid needs that race ready fifty, right? Like I know when I first got on a bike a PW fifty was 20. more than enough yeah. the first <laughs> first while. Yeah. I so. can't believe they still have a PW fifty. It's <laughs> It's the longest running production bike ever, I'm pretty sure. With it's the no same changes. since like 99, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, PW50. Is my, I can't hear myself. You can't hear yourself? I can maybe hear Maybe it's just my headphones. Your headphones go... go well, I have like yeah. this noise canceling. Uh -huh. so Yashik, what was your first bike? My first bike was, uh, was a Polish production 50cc. It was called uh, Simpson. Uh, with like 10 inches wheel, 10, 10 inches uh, wheel, two-stroke 50cc, and I was 10 years old when I got it. It was two-gear uh, bike. It was it was like a moped. <laughs> so it was a 50, you said? It was 50, yeah. Huh. Yeah, probably we probably never even seen something. No, like that. I I still got that bike. No really? way! <laughs> you should send us a picture really? of it. I've got that bike and it's registered. No. <laughs> you can ride it on the street. <laughs> yeah, you can ride it ride it on the street and like adult. It's not a small bike, so adult people can like almost comfortably ride on it. Oh yeah. Hmm. Does it have suspension and stuff, or is it just like there, a? It, there is suspension. There is um. Uh, uh, forks up front and there is that dual shock uh, on the back oh, and yeah. I've got that uh, put it put it in pieces uh, to restore it <laughs> nice Jeez. Yeah. who hangs on to their childhood bike like that like that's a commitment yeah no kidding yeah and thought... that bike was owned by my uncle and uh, my other uncle so this is in a family since 
left the dealership. Crazy. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. So uh, I think it's 1982. <laughs> no way. I'm just yeah. looking. I'm looking forward for electric bikes so we can just bomb Fish Creek. Yeah. Just I'll go. We can go mountain biking and put little Cody on the back and little and this E50 can follow yeah. me through Fish Creek. Yeah. <laughs> well, even just think about the track now. Like we're not getting. Or, or we're getting all kinds of noise complaints and yeah. stuff now, right? You go electric, that goes away. It's just the dust then. and mm-hmm. I mean, they'll never shut up about that. Nah. But. No, but like a, a, a lot of people with just private properties can't ride their bikes because yeah. of noise. Well, even think about your dad's place there. Like yeah. your neighbors get kind of ticked off oh, if yeah. there's more than one person out there. Yeah, our neighbors like completely shut. They used to be like super friendly and then I started riding and they shunned us. They would not speak to us as yeah. a kid. <laughs> but that would be to be like even like, you know, there in Fish Creek, there's those couple big original farm lots we were looking at the other day yeah that riding out you could have like any corner track you could even set up a little fit even if you had like yeah. a, a decent sized property in the city you could carve out a figure eight in your backyard oh, yeah. yeah i think Easy. my dad's cool. property is big yeah totally well you could have gone like around the trampoline back <laughs> of you know like you could set something up same with my dad's yard i'm sure we would have had something going although yeah. he's a little particular about his lawn <laughs> yeah so. he's Got yeah. some pretty nice grass. So. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay, so Yashik, you've been in. Uh, are you in the same? Because you, for the first one you went to, I know you said you were. You went. Then you got like a little break after your first little bit there. You went to like uh, Paris Supercross and uh, another. Did you go to different another race too? So I went to watch Paris Supercross, and uh, that was the best racing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, that's <laughs> sweet. Like, no joke. The corner speed those guys got. It's crazy, like I've ne- It's not like supercross. It's not like motocross. Yeah. It is much faster. Though those one eighty U turns, he is just carrying the speed from the moment of entering the corner. That's crazy. Yeah. Is that the first time you've been to a supercross? This is I've I've seen arena cross, but it's nothing like supercross. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then you went, you said, I thought you said you were going to another race after that. Did you go to like ISDE or something? No, I went, I, I wanted to to go to CISDE uh, last year, but uh, I, ju- I just went to the Super Enduro race in oh, Poland, okay. the opening round. Uh, I, I'm, this is my favorite race, racing to watch, like uh, Super Enduro and uh, Hard Enduro series. I... I did this kind of my style of riding, so I, I really enjoy watching and following the races. Mm, and wanted to see a few more rounds, but uh, the problem was uh, with my uh, admission to the hospital because I, I came home in December, and uh, the time I was coming back to France, there was uh, there was double header race in Germany that I really wanted to go. And uh, I think week earlier was uh, the uh, race in Hungary that was on my list, but something popped out and I I couldn't watch that race. Okay, so you're back in the same hospital you were in before that? I am back in the same rehabilitation clinic. Yeah, back in the same hospital. What's it, uh, I guess you're kind of lucky you're not in Poland right now. What's the scene like over there? Do you know? So... Uh, I think there is over 2 million immigrants uh, in Poland right now and uh, the people who've got money they left and spread into whole Europe there is so many cars 
uh, with the Ukrainian uh, license plates mm. here in Paris that uh, that I've seen, but uh, in Poland uh, we uh, as a, as a community of people we are helping uh, the immigrants. The, they are getting uh, the donations of everything you basically need uh, for the whole uh, existence because they left with the with the backpack if they are lucky yeah yeah so you're coming to the different country uh, with your back backpack if you're lucky so there is a need for everything yeah it's it's crazy uh, whatever uh, so if people can they take uh, they take them home uh, all the expo centers they are transferred uh, with the military beds uh, for immigrants and uh, there is like huge help from the local people into the immigrants so it's good that the world's like helping each yeah. other out at least a little bit because we know nasty can get with refugees and stuff like that. yeah yeah i think yeah. everyone's like kind of aware of the situation and it's crazy. I've never seen like anything like that. Like if you go to the uh, like the bus stations or train stations, uh, people are sleeping on the floor. There is yeah, like geez. so many people. They are mostly uh, w women's, and uh, on in a, in a big cities, uh, they are some associations that they are like organizing meals for those for those people's like sleeping bags, clothes, yeah, toothbrushes, like. They they are getting lots of lots of help and that help is really visible. Cool. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I think yeah, it's mostly women and children, right? I think a lot of the men stayed. Is that what I I don't I don't really know what's so going on. So basically, if the if there were guys working in the whole Europe, when the war started, you could see them traveling, even five guys in one small car going back to uh, back to uh, ukraine to to fight for the freedom mm -hmm. wow yeah. yeah that's wild imagine that yeah man. yeah i was wondering because like what what do you do like i thought about it myself do i get out while i can and like ditch the so, the draft or <laughs> or do you they cannot stay leave there, the right? country the men they can't leave, leave the country, country right no the guys the men uh, between 18 and 60, they cannot leave the country. Uh, and everyone who uh, gets into the military, I think is getting $2,000 a month. Okay. And the uh, Ukrainian average income is much smaller than those two grand. Yeah, yeah so I was going to say so that. incentive to join. Yeah, that's it's a but very different culture, right? There here. is lots of problems because they were hanging uh, the machine guns to the civilians to, <laughs> yeah. to fight. That's yeah. a, it's probably an issue. Yeah, yeah. And right now, uh, those I'm not saying everyone, but there is a fact I know of that there are some like groups of people who are solving the old problems in the city. The old, what so, do you mean the old problems? So basically, like a gang members or... Oh, I see. You oh, know. Like policing. They're going out in martial law. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. See, that's why the you hear that one guy saying, like, 
they don't want to just hand guns to anybody. Like you no. got to be coming for the right reason. If you want to yeah. kill somebody, you're not joining. You got to be here to yeah. you know help. Yeah, that could be, become a real but issue. But you never know, and they they need a, need a, need need force. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, you need numbers. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can't do it without numbers. And it sounds like they're holding their ground pretty well. So I don't. Who knows really though what's actually going so, on? So yeah. you know, there are there are a few facts or a few theories that. Uh, I shouldn't really speak of uh, because uh, the fact is that there is a war. Yeah. Mm. The, the fact is there is dying so many people every day uh, from Russian army and from Ukrainian am army. Uh, thousands of civilian people every day. Uh, houses are uh, destroyed. Floods are destroyed. Cities are destroyed. There is no electricity, no water. No, uh, uh, no food. You know, logistic doesn't work. They they are dying every yeah. day. Mm -hmm. But the war or whatever event is happening up there is for a reason. And I was uh, I I don't really trust what they say in TV. Is it uh, Russian TV? Is it Polish TV? Is it American TV? I think they they program us. With whatever message they want to send. No, yeah, for sure, hundred percent. And I'm, I'm kind of going deeper into the conflict, and I'm trying to read uh, articles or, or whatever the government movements were doing to figure it out on my own. What's that war for? Mm -hmm. For sure, it's for money, but. That can be beneficial for many countries. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like being in North America, like the broken telephone to get news all the way over here. Like who knows the, what story we're actually getting, right? And everyone's putting, their, everyone's putting their own t political twist on yeah, it or whatever. It's, it's the same yeah. as anything, it's right? It's being filtered by yeah. so certain conglomerates. The U.S. is the only city, is the only country which... Uh, is uh, in a war with other countries pretty much since World War II. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. insane. Right? Where, wherever they go, there is a war. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's actually kind of crazy to see the like not that the Ukraine like people should be like yeah support Ukraine and stuff, but no one gives a shit about the war in Yemen. Yeah, where people are literally like it's bad over there too. It's been yeah. bad for a long time. And then same with the Syrian yeah war. It's it's crazy. Yeah, but exactly. Right now, it's 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 uh, you know uh, in Europe, uh, almost in the European Union, almost touching NATO, and uh, this is why everyone is talking about it. Mm -hmm. mm, I think there is like I don't want to say what what's my theory about that because mm, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we all have our political opinions yeah. on this stuff, right? I'm sure. Yeah, I just, I've really tried not to take a hard opinion on it because there's some I don't know. Like you can find every different thing about it, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm not really. I don't. I just like think it's the fucked fact up. Is I just people are dying. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there is no normal war uh, going on. When you're talking about like civilian life, women, children, families. You know, like I understand war and why it needs to happen at or times, but happens, you know, yeah. uh, but the way we go about it sometimes—that's no. that's the worst part when we're putting, you know, seemingly innocent people 
like children at risk and, yeah, and killing like, them and stuff. It's, not, it's just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. The, somehow they, they drop measles on a hospital. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like stuff like that. Like, go fight a war, no problem, right? Yeah, don't do that shit. Yeah. But the U.S. does that shit. They, they do too. Drones, yeah. dro- the, the, I yeah. saw how, like a n- number of drone strikes they've, that the U.S. has been a part of since the start of the Ukraine war. And it's like in the thousands really? or hundreds. I don't know. It's a lot. And a yeah. lot of no, like, maybe thousands of people have died. That's yeah, what no is. country is like absolved of any no. innocence in military operations and activities, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. even we have some black spots on our, on our, our history. Oh <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, but anyways, enough so of war. The, the problem, the the the. Go ahead. Uh, the U.S. is the the only country which is putting, I think, twenty percent of every uh, dollar uh, of every income to of the of the country uh, into the military. So they've got pretty much economy based on the military equipment yeah, so yeah. whenever there is a war they make money yeah, yeah it's a yeah. yeah that's a problem yeah. they want to be involved in every conflict worldwide anyhow by making it happen or having own people doing a mess few years before actually the war started and then they supplied the equipment to the one side or or the other Mm-hmm. For them, it doesn't matter if people die, how many people die. And I can say loud that, uh, the, in my opinion, U.S. is the biggest cartel ever. Yeah. Well, I actually was reading an article on um, kind of how, like, they when they got out of Afghanistan, the U.S., they left all that shit. You want to know why? So they got to make more of it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a big, they have big government contracts with like Raytheon and yeah. all these places, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. that's just money. Well, if they leave 10 helicopters, well, and I don't know if you, you guys have seen the videos of like yeah. the Afghanis afterwards going into the aircraft and stuff. Like they're going to steal them, apparently decommissioned so they can't use them. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The stuff's all there, right? Like they can strip it down, reverse yeah. engineer things. Well, and yeah, I heard a couple different stories that like they. The American military, like, sabotaged it so it wouldn't be used, but yeah. I, who knows, right? Yeah. Who knows? It's, it is crazy that they just packed their shit and left. And they don't even pack their ship. They just <laughs> left. It yeah. is just kind of crazy that they would just abandon that much It stuff. doesn't make any sense from the other, like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Anyways, enough of this war talk. Um, so, Yashk, I seen, what was it, uh, a few months ago, you were out wakeboarding, or what, what was that? What were you riding? So, basically, you guys know that I had, uh, I was kind of living my life, so whatever possibility there was, I took advantage of it, and I was, for any trip, for any sport, I was down for any activity, pretty much, and uh, right now when I'm, I'm in a hospital and I'm maybe thinking about my life, I, I want to do more of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, I want to come up uh, with the... I've got many ideas what to do when I will leave the hospital. If you are crazy, I'm lucky that my parents will not listen to that podcast because I'll be like telling him those informations or my plan, plans, <laughs> you know, like uh, not everything at once. But uh, I want to build... Uh, 
I want to have an association uh, and uh, help people with spinal cord injuries get back into sports. I like extreme sports, so I think that will be the base of the uh, of the association uh, and uh, show them that it's beautiful life and we are not really limited. Totally, mm-hmm. yeah. To not doing anything. I'm lucky enough because I'm I'm uh, enough. Uh, I've got enough movements that I can do or live uh, independently. I I don't need help pretty much at all. Uh, but anyway, uh, for the people with the spinal cord injuries, when uh, there is an accident and you need to do a few adjustments, I want to show them it's po- it's possible, and mm-hmm. I want to give them opportunity to do so. Totally. Yeah, I, I think that's a good and good cause because, like, there's a lot of people in your situation, Yashik, that they take it either one way or the other. They go like yourself, and it's I'm you know this hasn't held me back at all. If anything, I'm gonna do more stuff now. It's made me appreciate the things I can do. And then there's the other people who take it the opposite way. Their life's over. They'll never be able to do anything ever again. So if you can help those people out in realizing that like. Look, yeah, this is a setback, but look how much fun we can have. I think that's pretty noble of you to oh, want to do. Awesome. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, even if you don't walk, you can do so much other stuff mm-hmm. that it's it's pretty much unlimited. Like, it's honestly unlimited. And uh, I since my accident, I, I, I wasn't depressed. I, I didn't have like, any bad days except the days that I was just bored in a hospital of doing of doing the uh, same exercises all everything uh, all over again uh, every day for for a year but that's normal it wasn't a depression about the about the accident or about the situation i was just bored with daily basis mm-hmm. so when you and, oh go ahead yeah go ahead and uh, i i had uh, i i have a friend now the guy uh, who i uh, Met uh, through my friends who is uh, sit bo- uh, who is doing sit wake. Uh, this is like a wakeboarding, but instead of the standing on the board, you are sitting on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when you're doing I- something like that, Yashik, like, does it ever go through your mind of like, okay, what happens if I crash? And I, I don't know what your sensitivity in your legs and stuff is like, but another injury occurring without you knowing it's happening, and then like. What happens when you're in the like? Do you have enough safety stuff on that it prevents you from going upside down and drowning, <laughs> or like what do you yes, do? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so uh, your legs are strapped uh, into the board. Uh, there shouldn't be any injuries. Uh, you've got a, a safety a vest, life vest, whatever mm. it's called, that you're not drowning but uh, staying floating on the on the water. You've got a helmet. And uh, it's up to you how hard you want to go. If you want to just, you know, cruise behind a boat or in a, in a park cable, or if you want to hit the, uh, the rails and jumps. Sweet. Yeah, that's have cool. you hit any jumps or rails yet? <laughs> so basically, uh, I just wanted to try it, and I was trying to do like a 360 on the water. And uh, it was, I don't know, it was uh, like six months after the accident. It was like beginning of the rehabilitation. And I say, like, I came here just, you know, just check it out one time. And I, I don't want to push it too much. Just 
discover what it is about and probably next time I'll I'll go on the water I'll I'll try to do those obstacles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. So you've only done it the one time? I, I did it one time only, yeah. How was the thrill? Was it like getting on a bike for you? Was it a super exciting adrenaline rush? Was it as fun as you thought? Uh, so I was uh, wakeboarding before uh, quite a lot. And uh, honestly, it was fun because you are in a in a cable park there is a good vibe there are awesome people there is sun there is water like awesome environment but uh, i tried it <laughs> it was okay i've got other sports i can do it you know from time to time just to hang out with people and be uh, be at uh, at the lake but my sport of choice will be different <laughs> yeah okay. you're more of like that two wheels type of deal okay. i think so yeah yeah you need some more yeah. speed yeah so yeah. i haven't seen him but apparently in whistler um there's a guy who has like an adapted downhill trike or i think it's four wheel Tre- and apparently he is wild really good on it it's crazy this mountain biking downhill Mountain biking, yeah. Do you remember watching those guys when, where did we, was that Panorama we were at last? Yeah, yeah. Even those guys were wild on those things. Yeah, like a little little sketchy. Yeah, going down like, (laughs) a little, yeah. (laughs) They're going down like tight single track, right? like a trike uh, that you pretty much see like in a go-kart? Yeah. Yeah, that's what these ones were like. Yeah. They were hitting some big drops and they were ripping down some of those gnarly rocky tech sections like, yeah oh. yeah like they need some pro- suspension probably too bowhead, uh, bowhead bikes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, i think it was uh, either a demo or i want to say it was like the someone was a part of that company was there yeah and uh, that, one of those is even polish company i forgot the name of it oh yeah but uh there are ones that you sit like in a go-kart, the other ones that you are sit like on a sport bike. Yeah. But they are very similar. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen it, but uh, I, I've got a different idea. Oh, uh, yeah. Of those bikes you are talking about, you've got even a racing series. There is like, I don't know if those are nationals or this is just Canadian series, but you've got three races. Oh, wow. Yeah. I see. That's that's crazy. Oh, people those are guys w- are wild. Yeah. I I've seen a company in uh, England uh, that they are making a, a bike uh, with two front wheels. So this is basically like a normal size uh, enduro bike with thirty six mil shocks, uh, forks, shocks. Those are called no forks. Forks. Yeah. 36 yeah. Uh, f- uh, fox forks uh, and you can uh, you can ride it like a normal bike the problem is when you stop or when you slow down <clears throat> those are electric with the throttle but this is like a like a bicycle and uh, they just made a demo of that bike end of the last year i've sent them an, them an email 
because on that demo nobody was jumping that bike <laughs> so i i asked them is it possible to <laughs> to jump it and uh we were talking in the beginning of the year and uh, probably i'll go to do some testing yeah i was just gonna oh. say check out the the test video for yasha gripping up that bike <laughs> yeah that's gonna be gnarly <laughs> so um, it's like uh, how, how big are the wheels you know 20 those are 27 oh. and a half or 29 because this those is like a full size like you're full-size bike with two front wheels so are you sitting down is the seat lower or is the seat like a regular height of the like a regular mountain bike so basically the, you know this is adapted bike so the seat is like a bucket okay that you're like strapped down but i think that with few mods that you will like make a seat longer somehow be able to lock the uh, lock the uh, cranks that they are not spinning maybe i will be able to stand up hey oh, yeah. that's cool yeah. because i've uh, i've seen on a motocross bike when i was uh, back home for christmas and i was able to stand up oh well Shit. yeah nice so yeah maybe with strapping somehow my legs and stuff i will be riding i will be able to ride the normal bike that's sweet so kind of going back into being able to stand up here yashik how's how's the progress feeling for you are you satisfied with your progress i know you said you haven't had any depressed days or anything like that but i think the last time we talked you you gave yourself a time limit before you were going to start entering uh the paralympics uh what was it was it a year you said a I year, you said, a year yeah. I get, i'll go all over one year and if not i go <laughs> paralympics <laughs> you said okay so uh, i've got the same vision I'm just about to leave the hospital about uh, end of May, and then I will have to <clears throat> have to decide what to do. Before I will go full time into the uh, specific sport, I want to do that series of the movies. So uh, for for YouTube, I want to do every possible sport on a wheelchair and make a like sure. entry video that maybe some other people don't even know that there is a possibility in a city in a country uh, uh to to do that kind of sport that's <clears> sweet i think so you should I wanna, do that that's a great I idea try every sport and probably i'll pick the one i like most and with this one i will go i will go uh to the olympics there you go. Sweet. That's, <laughs> that's such a badass. Um, I'm just going to do uh, all the sports. Fuck it. I'll just do them all. <laughs> but uh, lastly, I've got I've got few other ideas. Uh, because uh, by mistake, I found in French there is a series for uh, super bikes racing for 600s, which are adapted for people, paraplegic uh, riders, on a wheelchair and they've got the whole series and on tuesday there is like a like a, a a day to get people into the sport so you rent the bike they give you equipment they give you helmet boots and everything and you are riding on a 600 gsr at the racetrack that'll be cool yeah that seems like something like you with what the progress you've made you should be able to ride one of those pretty well i would think right and so I've sent them an email that I want to, I want to, you know, be a participant of that event, uh, but there was no spots left. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
And yeah, so probably I'll go there well, on Tuesday. Surely I'll, we I'll can uh, grease somebody's pocket and get <laughs> you in there. Like money just gets you in anywhere these so days. Uh, go, buy, go buy <laughs> some you shirts. But what and... I was thinking to to go step forward. If I will try, it will be fun. If I will be riding racing, it will be fun. But let's bring more people into the sport. And I was thinking to organize a league of uh, mini motos. Uh, like for, YSRs and for, stuff? Yeah, for people on a wheelchair. You've got super moto wheels. In Poland, is a huge, it's very popular. Pit bikes are very popular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those and, are uh, easy size to get into, right, for anybody too. Yeah, yeah and uh, there is not that, mu that much to adapt the pit bike for the, for the paraplegics, and I think it will be awesome. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah, everything started. I, I didn't tell you guys, but when when I got here to the hospital, uh, everyone was warning me like the best part of the injury is the time when you are going back home and from the rehabilitation center you are occupied with everything and then you go home, you open your eyes and um, what to do? Mm -hmm. yeah. And this is the time that people don't have ideas and they are getting depressed. Yeah, yeah, no, you gotta you gotta start thinking about what you want to do now, right? Or yeah. Before uh, before you so, go. Well, yeah, and if you're so not. That was that was in in March, and I was not thinking long what I want to do. I I opened something like a KGG, what we've got in Poland, and I was looking for old street bike <laughs> that I wanted wanted to restore, like build a cafe racer or something. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, an see, adaptive cafe racer. I did <laughs> it. I did it. Yeah, you got one? I got one. 1984 CBX 750. Oh, <laughs> nice. that's sick. Nice. I bought it. It was, it was almost in parts, unknown shape, but it's working. And I, I, got, it, I, got, it, uh, I got it working. Then I put it apart. I cut the frame. I was doing molds <laughs> from the... Uh, from the um, whoa. I'm missing a word. Not carbon fiber, but glass fiber. Yeah, from oh, fiber fiberglass. Glass, yeah. yeah, from from <laughs> fiberglass, and I modified. The, I put the motocross handlebar. I changed the light. <laughs> uh, did some welding cutting, and uh, when I was uh, for two months in uh, Poland for Christmas, I was working on that bike pretty much every day. And it's almost finished. Oh wow! Jeez, so tell yeah. me, you're coming up with a way to make sure your chair can go around with you on this thing so uh, i just start building that bike to be busy with something and the idea was maybe to sell it okay. and make money because those you know pro cafe racer bikes are are pre pretty popular these days mm -hmm. so i will take a picture i will post online we'll see if somebody will be interested and in the meantime i will uh, build a sidecar there that you go. Bike yeah. That I can put my wheelchair on side and I can <laughs> ride that bike by myself. That'd be so Perfect. cool. I've seen some videos of people who make like wheelchair bikes. And uh, yeah, one guy, he rolls his wheelchair onto the sidecar and steers the bike from the sidecar. Oh, what? Yeah, it's no wild way. looking. That's He's just got like a no, steering no, linkage that goes from. Feel, no, you have to be on a bike. You have to feel <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, for me, 
it has to be like as close to the normal riding as it was yeah, before. Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, you have no. <laughs> yeah. No. Have you? No, I, we, we don't know his conditions. No. We don't yeah, know yeah. Which Has... Part of the, of the, of the back he broke. I think power. he had a power wheelchair and everything. Have any of you guys oh, okay. ever ridden a bike with a sidecar before? It's, I don't know how people take turns. I, I feel was... like I just roll over. I've sat in a sidecar, and so it feels I'm... like a little coffin. <laughs> that you're just <laughs> go. You see those guys that are like so full on riding motocross tracks, like sending oh. like seventy foot jumps and stuff. Th they're mental. Like mm -hmm. those guys are hanging off the side of the thing, dragging their helmets on the ground, trying to get it to Corner, turn. Yeah. Like, oh my! I just like the first thing I think about when I'm when I look at a sidecar, I'm like, how do you turn left? <laughs> just gonna roll <laughs> over. Oh, even so the start yeah, the on that other thing. Guy has to has to go with his head really low and outside the car. Yeah. Really yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I was thinking more of like just like a not like just people like riding down the street with a sidecar. Like the guy's not hanging off the side there. No. 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 Like but I said, I took a ride in one, and they uh, it it feels sketchy. Yeah. It feels okay. super sketchy. I've, I've got question, Todd. Yeah. Was that bike? Because there are two options. The uh, they they are fixed. Or uh, the bike has some movement to the right and to the left, or was it fixed? It was the... fixed. It was old school. <laughs> it was no. an older, like '80s bike, and it no. was fixed. Uh, but if uh, it if it leaned, it would feel way more comfortable. Those ones that lean, I, they still don't lean much. Like <laughs> no. you're getting a little you bit get of like action. ten degrees yeah. of lean. Yeah, this this is what I'm working right now. I got in touch with my buddy uh, because I'm engineer and. Uh, my, but I'm I'm not really working in a construction and uh, field and uh, so I've got an idea and he's really good with with uh, uh, being still involved in engineering in, into drafting mm -hmm. and we are working on on that card. Oh yeah. How to make it? Yeah. yeah. How to make it running and then when it will be done, I will send it to somebody from the industry to like tell me how you know what's cannot work what they think will be okay and you know keep developing the the product mm -hmm. or the, the thing yeah i've been thinking about that myself just no money to make it happen yeah it takes money <laughs> yeah well i'm in the middle of engineering and like fabricating my own little project and it is a ton of work yeah a ton oh, yeah. of work yeah it gives you a little appreciation for anybody who's Oh, invented yeah. something or come up with something before hey especially yeah. the original prototype right yeah. it's like there's so much little shit that can go wrong that you don't think you don't account for oh yeah, yeah. exactly oh to copy somebody's design and make a little improvement or adjustment to it simple Oof. right yeah. mm -hmm. and that's basically what i'm doing i'm just like oh, what are you working on Todd? it's this camper van thing i'm talking oh, about okay cutting the roof off of minivans yeah <laughs> so like a camper cabriolet yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's like gonna be a Westphalia for a Dodge minivan. If anyone wants to be an investor in Todd's <laughs> startup, hit him up. Is <laughs> it the same van that we went to Washougal in? Uh, the banana van, yeah. Cool. That was an awesome trip. Yeah. So that one, I cut the roof off completely, and it is like a mansion inside now. <laughs> yeah, it's like what is it like seven feet tall when you have it all the way up? Eight feet. Eight feet tall. Mm -hmm. You what? sleep in the top. You like so you sleep above where the roof would be. So you, it uh -huh. like it levers up and then you sleep up there. Wow. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's huge now. 
that's kind of complicated engineering there too. Yeah, so that was the thing. And when I was building that one, I thought I would do it differently than the way I see Volkswagens do it. Because, you know, a Volkswagen, it, it doesn't lift even. It's like mm -hmm. it lifts up higher at the front, right? So I wanted it to be level. And just that ended up being way more complicated than I thought. Oh, and yeah. now I totally see why Volkswagen did it that way. <laughs> yeah. Does, the biggest uh, problem will be to keep it waterproof, I think. Uh, in my case, it was, um, it was when you lift it up um, until you've locked it in, it can like fall over yeah it can like yeah. it's like it's like a lever system right so it could just like come back yeah, yeah it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. unfolding table legs yeah until yeah. so you have tension on the system it's just a loose floppy yeah, yeah. and it's, it's and it's heavy too right so you yeah. gotta get this you gotta figure out a spring system or a gas strut or something some dampers so. or like you've got in a in a, a trunks in some cars yeah i uh so i went and got springs made like giant dirt bike foot peg springs oh yeah and that's what i'm gonna try and use to yeah. lift it up yeah, yeah. but this this whole the whole banana van thing is already just prototype number one and i'm hoping to i already want to redo it because it i see where you i did wrong and everything it. and how far is that project advanced i haven't seen it the the banana van yeah uh the banana van is parked right now because the transmission blew up <laughs> but so is, uh, the, is, the, is that roof project finished yeah yeah i've taken on a couple trips okay okay yeah it's uh is it's, it on your instagram uh Todd. i haven't used instagram in since you've been in a wheelchair oh i'm so <laughs> surprised <Todd. laughs> so no it's uh i don't have any photos of it but it's it's cool well i'll we'll send you some later okay um, okay i'm i'm really interested in that well maybe even post it up on our band instagram <laughs> the banana van yeah it's sick it's really cool what's is there an issue with the stream no we're good, we're oh, good. good. Yeah. yeah so but like yeah it all comes back to how much time it takes to prototype oh. and do it all yeah. and like in a way doing it with a computer you'd think would cut down on time but you, to go from computer to a real product is still the same amount of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you might have yeah. skipped one step in your prototyping. Yeah. You but you still run into the same yeah. amount of problems because you can't, because <clears throat> mm -hmm. you run into problems with like how you manufacture something, what you've made on a computer. Yeah. Right? I have that problem all the time at work. It's like the draftsmen and the engineers will give us something but it's like oh well if it's like this the bolt can't go through here like yeah, there's something exactly. in the way yeah, like, right. yeah. it's always something right so you yeah, actually get well, it physically well even even your little roof rack there todd i see the design flaw in that thing hey yeah, getting that bolt getting in the, the front. bolt in the front hey? oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like lift it get it like did you have at least a ratcheting i uh, i, open I, end I didn't anything? i did but I lost my 12 mil, so <laughs> I have 11 and 13, no 12 mil to use, so I just had to grab a normal crescent wrench and do it. But <laughs> and give it a little yeah. quarter turn, quarter turn, quarter if turn. that, yeah, I yeah. want to say it's a 16th of a turn. Mm. I remember sitting there till my <laughs> arm was tired trying to turn that thing tight. Yeah. I mean, it's like taking out a, like a shifter on your bike because you can barely get your hands oh, in there. Yeah. It's like you can get yeah. like a, a quarter turn if you're lucky at a time. It takes forever to get that screw out. Yeah. So That's stupid. I hate it. Yeah, they got to come up. I've been thinking they got to fix that design yeah. completely. 
See, um, yeah, the KTM, the KTM fixed it, and then when you strip the, when you strip the, <laughs> oh. they have to take an engine. Apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's um, funny. I was never had too much trouble with those because I would always go at them from behind, like underneath the swing arm and chain. I wouldn't try to get out. I think every bike's front. a little bit different. Yeah. Some of you can get if you take the skid plate off, you can get a, a socket underneath. Yeah. But some of them you can't. Yeah. And you have to use like a you have to get in there with a wrench. So I had an issue one time. I used a ratcheting wrench, not like a yeah. socket. Yeah. So and I was going at it because you can get like you know a ton yeah. of turns. But then I maxed out and the wrench got stuck. Oh. <laughs> it maxed on the frame. Yeah. And I couldn't get the wrench off. Nor can you go backwards because yeah. it's ratcheted. Right you have to flip See, it over. You have to break the ratchet? I was able to like smash it off, but I wrecked the bolt, right? Yeah. It was a pain. <laughs> That's funny. Jeez. But now just imagine on a Stark Varg or an Alta, you don't have a shifter. You don't got to muck around with this uh, yeah, shit anymore. Gotta, no, right? you have a USB port. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah like this now you got a loose board. cable. Yeah, oh. yeah you, go, you go to settings, shifter, <laughs> shifter position, five millimeters higher. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Oh, well, I'm thinking about is like you get a bad aux cable and it yeah. just, you get static yeah, yeah we were talking uh, earlier about bike static we have a problem with our one of our connections here and it's like you move the cable uh like a barely touch it and our sound goes to shit so that's yeah. what we're, it's just electronic so, sometimes you breathe on it and it just <laughs> cuts right out like ah mm-hmm. how about this what uh like we were saying with the vargas bike um what's it called the varg i the, think the varg? stark varg stark, stark varg. varg yeah um how are you going to regulate people cheating when you have the 125 class, yeah, I know. Well, I think it, I think at that point you'll have someone at the the staging area with either a computer thing that boop, you know, sends a message to the bike like here's your max horsepower output or a CDI or something of the sorts, right? But then someone or gets on like their app on the line and switches it. A chip. It's got to be a hard chip. Yeah, yeah. Everybody that, likes that's like something that you can't, you know, go in and change it. And late enough in the stage, like I say, you you literally get it when you're rolling through staging or something. It almost so be like sit in the pits. Everyone having the same ignition or something. Every, yeah, here's your ignition yeah. you have to use. But then, but how do you how do you control guys from cheating now at the amateur level? You got to protest yeah. them, right? So it'll be the it, same. You would see a bike pulling on the other ones. Like if you're all supposed to be at 125, like, <laughs> you, and you see. Just like or someone just sandbagging someone it a little bit, just they're just like going a little yeah, bit faster right? than they're supposed to. So like you used to see a big boy one twenty five and go, oh, you can hear I it. I don't know, like you well, can hear it, right? A you may bit. not hear it on an electric That's bike, but problem. you'll still see it going down a straight up a hill, coming out of a sandy turn. Like you can tell when a guy's yeah. got a little extra meat. I yeah. see that. Uh, I see that working in like at the pro level when everyone just has the same yeah uh, map or whatever. When you get to amateurs, like, how are you gonna? Who cares? Yeah, I think there will amateurs. be a chip that you you'll have like a chip that that uh, it's hooked up to your bike and somehow w- through the Wi-Fi they will know how every bike is like performing. Yeah. Now just picture this: we got sections on the track where there's a little Wi-Fi booster, and when you run over <laughs> it, it gives you a little extra. <laughs> give you a charge. <laughs> It'll be like uh, like Excite Bike. You or, hit the little. Or, uh, <laughs> Mario Kart. <laughs> yes, the, yeah, you the hit mushroom. the little boost patch. If yeah. you miss, if you miss that line, uh, I guess you're going if slow you, now. If you hit like the banana, you robs your power or yeah. something. It's like the Joker lane, but you get it once per moto. You get to hit the Joker yeah. lane and get your little boost. Little boost line. Yeah, that'd be good. 
There's a lot of creative options now with this technology. So do you think there will be a few classes for those electric bikes, or there will be one electric? It would have to be a few. Probably, I don't know, maybe at I think first. You'll have two still. Yeah, you'll you have, have, have low horsepower, high horsepower. Beginner, or, or intermediate, or whatever. Yeah, like you have. Electric as a two-stroke and the electric as a four-stroke? <laughs> <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Uh, I think they'll just put a horsepower limit on it. They'll say, okay, this is a 40-horsepower class. This one's a 60-horsepower class. 60-horse. This one isn't cool. it 80 80 that's what it is yeah, yeah 80, 80. Yeah, yeah but it probably doesn't last very long at 80 no, horsepower right. that's for like hill climb yeah but that's something. why they designed it for 80 so you're yeah, not running at racing. max all the time if you always run the bike at max yeah the yeah. battery's gonna last but if it can do 80 and you're only running it at 45 and i was thinking about this the other day like everybody thinks oh wide open for 35 minutes that thing's gonna be drained who the fuck rides wide open? So Depends on the yeah, track. Yeah. You're maybe Not on the throttle more. like 10% of the track even. Like yeah. Especially <laughs> wide open, Yeah, right? but if you are on 125 and you've got like, you know, skills. Yeah, well, the thing is that at 125, you're only using half the power. Well, that and you're only w wide open because you're in the wrong gear. You're in the wrong meat of the power. Like you have to have that thing wide open. Otherwise, you ain't moving. And you're just clutching the shit yeah. out of it the whole time. Like if you listen to Rocks and Rod, I bet he's on. He's wide open maybe like two straightaways <laughs> or something, right? He's yeah. just like sounds so quiet. Yeah, no, I saw yeah, a thing on. Bike, but on the small CCs, you are wide open or you're going nowhere. Yeah, but at least with the, with the Stark Varg or whatever, if you have it, if it's at a 125, you're only, you're not even using, you're only using like half of the power that's there. So at least it's not. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Less of a drain. Well, yeah. and, and the power is there too. Like yeah. you're not waiting for the power yeah. halfway down the straightaway. It's just there. And then you're probably shutting off coast because you're scared. You're going so fast <laughs> already. The, uh, yeah, where was I going with it? Oh, yeah, I saw a thing on the way they build MotoGP engines, and it was a KTM thing, and the, the KTM MotoGP 250 and their motocross 250F. Yeah. And the MotoGP engine is huge. It's like two feet tall yeah. because their their valve train is crazy, and it makes like... They've got longer stroke. Yeah, they got long stroke, and they use air air driven valve train. oh yeah, yeah and uh it makes like 53 horse or something yeah um but they use max power like 70 percent of the time uh on a track and motocross uses it 30 yeah yeah so yeah yeah think about how much time you're in the air coasting braking yeah mm -hmm. right whereas a bike uh a moto gp bike especially the 250fs they are wide open like the whole literally time. three quarters yeah, around yeah. the track yeah so that that'll be interesting to see how it all plays out because everybody's just behind a keyboard just going oh this and that coming up with wild scenarios in their head and it's like who actually rides like that like mm -hmm. if you put a bike right now a uh, gas engine bike full throttle for 30 minutes, how long does a gas tank actually last? If it's wide you open, know? you're going to... Well, well, I guess it depends on the load on the, the bike. load on the bike and everything too, right? So, I mean, we see 450s run out of fuel at the Nationals all the time at sandy, hot days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, apparently Tortelli was doing like 35-minute motos on this Varg. Dan, I'm pretty so. sure he twists the throttle harder than oh, me, yeah. so I'll be okay. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Any, all you vet guys will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, the problem is, like, how do you charge it? What if you do one moto, and then what do you do? Uh, the, I guess, you yeah, that's where... battery. Yeah, second yeah. battery. Second battery and a f 
they're going to come out with these fast chargers, right? That it's like you'll pull ten, up to, 10 minutes you'll or pull up to the track or, and yeah. be all these tesla superchargers so, and i think in like asia where they do the moped thing yeah. like crazy all the big manufacturers are working on agreeing on like a, a spec battery yeah that they can well that's isn't that what the big five have already said they're they've already come out and said they're gonna they all use the same technology for for the battery right so that because if one of you is behind too your bike's useless. Yeah. If you're a little bit of power off, a little bit of this, your bike's garbage now. Like well, you, nobody's gonna uh, buy it. At the beginning, but as to, as long as sport will be progressing, same with four strokes. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning of the four stroke era, there was a big differences with the with the manufacturers. Yeah, yeah with you're the right. Bike in in nineties, there were there were like fast bikes and not very fast bikes. But today, they are very similar. So yeah. Yeah. it will be the same with the with the technology involvement or improvement yeah. yeah i think the spec battery is just a thing to keep it competitive on like a manufacturing yeah. scale yeah and just, easy for everyone to get the stuff just to get the market to flip over too i think once you see the market flip then the manufacturers will yeah. split off same thing happened with the four strokes you had kawasaki and suzuki together mm-hmm. yeah you have the same thing in vehicle you know road vehicles happens all the time all these manufacturers just share technology mm-hmm. until they're in the market build you know trust in the market and then they go off and do do their yeah. own thing and split after so mm-hmm. there's gonna be a lot of change happening in the industry probably next 10 years oh big time so what do you think you if, if we'll we'll go into those electric bikes and uh I think there is uh, already an electric series signed up for next year or even a couple rounds this year that will be uh, at the European Championship level. I think it's European Championship level mm-hmm. that Starvark was very involved to put that on a, on a, uh, a schedule. Uh, like if you compare the uh, s- s- production electric bike with the uh, gp bike what you know improvements they've got they've they've done on those bikes so what what are you saying you you think they should uh like bring no i'm just thinking like is it is it like a cheap only or there will be like uh, oh like a factory e-bike is what factory you're saying. e-bike like when you're like uh, not wiring the copper with the uh, by by the device in a pro, on a production line, but actually it's hand uh, re- rewinded or or something. Yeah, like what what's the difference between a factory? Well, honestly, I'm pretty sure at this point, the biggest improvements for factory bikes is the chassis and suspension, and just power delivery too, putting the power where so they want it. And I think yeah, but in US. Sorry, uh, but in US you need to keep the stock frame from yeah. the production bike, and I think the engine cases are of the production bike. But yeah. in Europe, there are custom-made frames. Yeah, yeah. And apparently they like they'll go different frame for different races, right? Like they have a bunch of different frames they yeah. choose from, which is insane. Well, just think about if you could lengthen your frame up, shorten it up for different tracks. Like you go to Tabor, you put on that nice tight turning track. <laughs> <laughs> go to Edmonton where you're going fifth gear wide open down half the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Yashik, are you saying like they'll have like an EMX uh, e-bike class? Is that what you th- you're saying? I was reading that somehow beginning of the year that they sign up, the Starvark sign up with FIM. I but saw. I, 
I think I, I saw that know. too. And like Honda is actually going to race their bike in it. Yeah, because they have a prototype. Yeah, too, right? a couple of these different manufacturers are going to obviously race KTM in it. is going to. KTM's mm. already been pushing. They've had their their free ride bike for yeah. like a couple years, years now. Yeah. And they even did like I want to say they did like intermission demo races. Mm-hmm. Um, at those big events. Well, did you see that uh, Can Am is going to be coming I've out with an that. electric line too? Probably going to be a trail it, bike, it's, but it's supposedly it's just an Alta. Oh, really? They just, just like redi- bought the redis- well, perfect. It's, yeah, perfect. That is like yeah. more than enough. Re- as long it, as it's not a yeah. moped. I'm sure right? they pr- put some different, you know, work into it. But it's if they do, what the, it sounds like if they do the black and orange colorway. Uh, and I think what was the Black Widow? What were yeah, they called it yeah, back in the day? Yeah. Oh, that the black. Be... Yeah, it was Black Widow or Black Betty, whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool. That'd be fun. Yeah. Old school yeah. nostalgia yeah. for a new another bike, bike that a whole shot a race but won't make the first turn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, well, who yeah, knows what they're going to use for suspension? Old bikes. Did you guys watch the? Bradshaw racing in, uh, in Damon Bradshaw. Yeah. Like what? What? How long ago are you talking? This, this is like last week. Yeah, actually, you there? Last week, yeah. I think you broke up. Yeah, for yeah. A sec. Hello. Are you there? Hello, hello. Hello, yeah, hello. Can you hear we got me? him. We got him. We can hear you. Can uh, you hear hello? us? Yeah, yeah. About Bradshaw, he was racing on seventeen years old RM two fifty two stroke uh, nationals in England. Yeah, the British oh. championship. Oh, he was racing at yeah. the actual British Championship. Shit, I thought it was at like the uh, what that castle M- race the, or yeah MXDN for vintage bikes or no. This you know. was like no. I didn't I didn't watch it. I saw some video highlights of it, but it's pretty cool. Well, he was fourteenth. Fourteenth. Dang. Yeah, but I think he was racing a two fifty class on a two fifty two stroke. Oh yeah. Hmm. Well, and they he, let that happen. Still, he's got to be what pushing fifty. Oh yeah. And yeah. On a what year did you say? 86? Uh, no, no. 17 years old. That was 2005 or 2004. One of those okay, best so Still, still a good, decent bike at least yeah. then. Yeah, well, it's got Rhino m- rode that like 85 Honda. Yeah. At yeah. Uh, Loretta's. Loretta's. Yeah. And w- like, honestly, if he got a good start, he probably would have been. A- did he win any classes? I thought uh, I don't someone checked know out. If he won. I don't think yeah. he won. He was like top five, I think, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was in 2013. No, no this one like, happened. This, this was year. like last year, yeah. Yeah, last year at Loretta's. Yeah. Yeah. Emig was on no, his but, 125. But like eight, eight years ago, Who? that was the same, that there was a kid on 19. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Jerry Robin. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jerry Robin, I remember that. I, Mike Brown beat Rhino. That's who it was. Yeah. The last year of the year. Um, but uh, Emig, I had no idea Emig was still that quick. Yeah. Holy, I don't know what. Did he win his class? Because he. I think he was really close. Like, well, he was in the same class. I think Brown. Brown I think he got. I think Rhino and Emig were battling it out. Yeah. For oh, a second, yeah. I think oh, yeah. Brownie won though. I think. Yeah. Was Brown on one twenty-five? No. Know about that yeah. race. Who? I didn't even know about that race that you are talking. Yeah, about. Google or YouTube. I think it's yeah. uh, Loretta Lynn's. It's gonna be two thousand like forty or maybe plus forty master. Wow, that 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 was cool to watch for sure. Yeah, it's all the old old pros, like, and a lot of ones you you don't really remember, like Keith Johnson and stuff. Yeah, and, and people who who are like 
supercross racers from like the early 2000s um and they still all haul ass it's cool <laughs> yeah but that will be very interesting because like right now chad reed got a kid and they are into racing yeah and uh, uh brian Deegan the same there is lots of other races who are same age tim ferry's kid kids uh, who are going back into racing and those dads are still on a bike so when the kids are racing the dads will race and that will be you know like our heroes from 10 15 years ago are racing again yeah, yeah. that'd be really cool and like could you imagine if Stu hopped on for, for oh, that class yeah. at Loretta? Yeah, think about if like uh, Stu and like Tomac got kids now. Once they get older, it's like Stu and Tomac going for the vet, the <laughs> plus fifty class, and this, their kids are racing. That's that'd be cool. But yeah, like there's tons of kids now that are like uh, Nick Way's kid. There's Tim Ferry's kid, Deegan's kid. Um, Chad Reed's kids starting to race. Like it's gonna be cool to see if any of these kids actually make. I know t uh, Evan Ferry has already got like a factory deal. Really? With Husky, uh, he's gonna be pro I think next year. So oh, that's I gonna didn't be weird. That quick. Um, yeah, Wyndham has a couple kids. I don't know if they ride though. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't. I could see him like just like living on the farm, then coming out as pro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Like right. What he did for nationals, uh, that that national MX race, whatever it's called. Uh, with uh, Ryan Sipes and Travis Pastrana oh, racing yeah. for Puerto Rico. Oh, oh yeah. They're racing for donations for Puerto Rico, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happening yeah. again? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure someone yeah. will ride for Puerto Rico. It'll probably be like, I could see like, I don't know. No, Alec. I was just saying the same how he got off the, from the farm back on the bike. <laughs> yeah, 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 he did top, that. Top, top, top 10. Yeah, that's funny. He did it like five or year, five, four or five years ago. The one in Bud, Red Bud, right? Uh, no, I think it was a yes, red button. Was it? So a couple of years ago. It was ago. raining day. Yeah. Raining race. So you got, Yashi, you got any plans to come back over to, uh, to Canada or I, I want to go to red bud donations this year. You should come for that. Uh, when is that? Uh, September, I think. Um, man, I, 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 I still cannot plan that far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're too spontaneous in your, your adventures. Yeah, uh, for sure I will come for a visit. I I don't know what I will be doing when I get back back home. Uh, I've got yeah no no to Canada I will come for sure, but probably I will just put sure. my Canadian SIM card in my phone and I will call you. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get a call one day from Yash. Like, hey, well, we we got to hang out, bro. Yeah, you just show up. <laughs> So, uh, so when you're when you you said you're leaving uh, the hospital in May, are you gonna go back to Poland then? Is that your plan? So I will go uh, end of May. My buddy just sent me uh, info about that camp he's he's making on a on a seat wake. Maybe I will I will go for four days, uh, do that. I've got uh, a wedding that I'm going to of my buddy from Dakar. That's middle of June. And then is uh, and then is uh, uh, Erzberg Rodeo race. Oh yeah, Erzberg. Erzberg in Austria, Red Bull, the biggest event uh, for hard enduro ever. Yeah. And I wanna, I wanna, mm, so I wanna do that race. I wanna watch that race this year, and I wanna race it next year. That's my goal. You wanna race Erzberg? Yeah. That would be insane, <laughs> man. That's nuts. Do they have like? Do they have like an adaptive class? No, but 
but <laughs> there is a prologue for that race. And the prologue is uh, like, a, like a Dakar race that you like, like 130 kilometers wide open on a gravel road. Oh, okay, yeah, like fire prologue, roads, yeah. And this is the prologue for the for the Erzberg, and there is like thousand people uh, participating. So it's very fast, and if you are sitting or standing on a bike, you you don't have chance to like you know support yourself in the corners. It's it's not technical race. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that sounds like something that could be right up your alley. That's cool. Yeah. So I want to be the first one who'll try to par- participate to make it to Erzberg. Nice. That'd be sweet. On, on a, I and honestly, guys, I think it it might be possible. Oh yeah, yeah. Because for for you, seat. of course. <laughs> uh, you can adjust the bike. I'm I'm looking for the options how the the guys got the bike adapted this uh, these days, and there is Doug Henry, who is still racing, and he's the only one who uh, <laughs> on a seat. Uh, put like a, a f- uh, like a bicycle shock. So when a, he has yeah. like two shocks in the back, one is for the swing arm to the frame, and the other one is from the frame mounted to the seat. Uh, where is your subframe? Yeah, just give you a little more cushion there. Because yeah, you are you not absorbing anything getting, with your legs. You see a lot of people getting bucked when yeah. you sit, right? Yeah, you hit like yeah. bump and just kicks you a bit. Yeah, Henry's been at it for a while and. His bike setup is sweet, and he rips. Like, yeah. does he still run the old, old Yamaha too? I think so. Like, he has like an old the, Doug Henry's bike is like a two thousand and seven or something that he just keeps working on. I think. Yeah, the last uh, video so I saw. He's still was racing, that. and he's still riding. He's very involved in the motorcycle community, but he's on a brand new four fifty. Brand new now. Brand oh, new. Must yeah. have just yeah. upgraded yeah. because yeah, he had an older Yamaha. Like the oh. carbureted one, yeah. That it was just the Frankenstein. Uh, yeah, I'm sure though. Like okay, to like, make an adaptive bike's not that cheap. So once you got one, not cheap and not easy to do either. So once you've got it, you kind of run so it for a bit. You have to do it yourself because there is nobody. You can, you know, like take a production bike, put put a bucket seat on it, and uh, build a little cage, and you are good to go. But you're not standing, so you change the gravity, and your gravity center is kind of fixed. Yeah. And you're not absorbing anything with your legs. So, in my opinion, you have to get the second shock on the seat. Yeah, you, yeah. That's you, you know what an adaptive bike needs? The full floater. The full floater. That, that system would be wicked for an adaptive What's guy. What's that? Full so, 1981-82 RM. Uh, they had this full floater system, and I swear it's better than anything I've ever ridden still. <laughs> it is I've so good. <laughs> I've never heard of this. Oh, it's unreal. Uh, yeah, I the think biggest braking bumps, and it, it's so plush over it, and you can still flat land like the finish line jump, really? and it's good. It looks like this ancient junk, but I I swear by it. It's <laughs> it's unreal. <laughs> I have to. I have to look it up. Yeah, look yeah, it up. It's interesting. I want to say it's the way a lot of mountain bike companies do their suspension now. Could be. Yeah. Uh, um, I think motocross kind of went with the single pivot swing arm, but mm-hmm. I think the full floater is a virtual pivot. Is that what it is? Is there? 
I don't know how they. Uh, honestly, I couldn't tell you. I'm not that smart, so mm-hmm. uh, I just, I just know I got on that old bike and was like, okay, this thing's gonna suck, and you just gain more and more confidence every lap, and even though there's no brakes, I swear, I ride it faster than any bike I do now. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. The old, uh, the old vintage. Yeah. Okay, I may I will look it up. Maybe it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, that kind of comes back to doing the road racing. It makes sense why adaptive works so good on like a six hundred sport bike because uh, you don't have to deal with big braking bumps. Yeah. Right. So and adaptive on a sport bike probably you you probably can start going really fast, really quick. Well, and you want your center of gravity kind of low and central in one of those mm-hmm. a bit, don't yeah, you? Yeah, but you are fixed and you cannot lean on sides everyone got the same yeah. and you you will not it's not dangerous because of those braking bumps that will nothing will send you over the handlebar yeah yeah, yeah. maybe of a little course, high, high side it, yeah i was gonna say high side because you're fixed to the bike Whew, imagine Whoa. that, Ooh, that yeah. well, I'm, that's I'm, why you need the cage though right i'm sure they're they well they must have a way of coming off the bike like mountain oh, bike pedals uh, or something hey jack you know i was i was looking how those guys are attached to the bikes and mostly those are snowboard binding those binding straps with the ratchet oh, oh yeah yeah so, so, no, so you're stuck there's no eject but button yeah. <laughs> jeez that's everything see that's what i was talking about like even with the wakeboarding i'm like you end up upside down how are you flipping back over yeah, yeah, that's part of the game, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's like it'd be like just like whitewater kayaking, right? Yeah, you just figure out the technique to get up and out. And and, and I suppose if you're wearing like a proper flotation device on your chest, that's designed to it'll be know, easier to flip back. Yeah, yeah you not put your back up up the water, and your wo- head will be like still under the water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> oh. I guess that I guess any of the adaptive stuff you kind of also got to maybe have someone there like safety wise. That and I think there's just so many different techniques you learn right off the bat. Like yeah. if you are getting into whitewater kayaking, the first thing you got to learn is how, how to, to roll. How yeah. to roll. So I'm sure with any adaptive sport, yeah. the first thing you got to learn is something I, else. I right? don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, I don't know yet, but there has to be way. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking yeah. like if you high side and the bike goes tumbling. <laughs> That's, I, I don't want to think about wing. that. I want to know it can happen and like be careful. But yeah. same with those seat skis. Oh yeah, oh. dude. Uh, and for, some for of those winter. guys those are guys wild. Do it like hundred twenty on a seat ski. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's yeah. It's the same with anything. Like shit can go sideways at any point doing anything. So I was uh, at Sunshine the other day, and there was a guy ripping down a set of moguls on one of those chairs. Mm-hmm. I, it was impressive. Yes. Like. Probably better than ninety percent of the population on actual skis. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And this is this is very fun. I almost tried it this year, but uh, at the time we were planning to go into the mountains, and they hooked me up with the equipment. I was working on on as I told you guys on my bike, and I've got really bad uh, a blood flow, and my feet are sometimes very cold. No. And I was working in my garage. And I got the feet defrost. Frostbite. Oh, oh Frostbites, wow. yeah. Sheesh. And you didn't and know. And I didn't know because I don't feel. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've heard about like people like I heard a story about a dude who can't feel his legs and they were at a campfire and he was at he was so close to the campfire he roasted his feet and didn't even know. He That's had to, possible. Yeah, he had to get skin grafts on his toes I was going to say, just stuff. start smelling it, going, what's that smell? Oh, boy. That Human flesh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's not funny. When I, I've sent the pictures to my doctor, and he says, we've got three days, or we've got a big problem. Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh, for real? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So how's, did you get all recovered from that? Cause they closed it, my workshop, and I had to be at home with my feet, uh, not in a socks, and close to, like, heating devices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but gotta to get you get some heated socks. Flow. Gotta Sorry? get you some. Gotta get you some heated socks, then, eh? Yeah, like I had no idea that I will need anything like that, right? Yeah. But yeah. man, I almost lost my toes. That's not joke. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. It's stuff you don't think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Well, I will tell you. So I was working on the in a workshop, and I was using a grinder. <laughs> and. Sometimes it happens that the grinder just pops out from your hand. Oh, yeah. It, it happens. And, man, I was grinding on the table. The grinder popped out. It hit the, the bench and it landed on my laps, Ooh. on oh. my belly. Ooh. But I was lucky enough that I wear, like, a bag, baggy, baggy hoodies. And, uh, and that disc didn't get uh, caught. It got caught on a on a hood on a hoodie. It ripped the hoodie, but it stopped. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah, I've had my fair share of close calls with like chop saw blades exploding and grinder wheels like, coming up, like getting like when you're grinding something and you're you're using a cutting wheel and you're getting you're cutting in and then it's like it's it caught and then it goes. Phew. Yeah, it yeah, kicks. yeah, yeah. This is exactly what it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit can go sideways quick. Man, but I like I don't feel so. If I would cut myself, I wouldn't know. Yeah. And I like I sit off. I, I I went off the wheelchair and I was looking everywhere if there is any blood because it's impossible that the grinder landed on your legs and you are not <laughs> hurt, right? Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Fuck! I was so scared. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. So and, uh, uh, go ahead, Yashik. I told my parents the next day because I was you know in garage by myself up to very late, uh, very late uh, hours, sometimes two, three in the morning. And when I told my parents what happened, like they didn't want me to be alone. And there was like somebody at home, like waiting if I will come back (laughs) (laughs) safe back home. Yeah. So, so your garage and shop space, is that at your house or? That's at my parents' place. Um, And how is it getting around? your parents place in in a chair it is extremely fucked up (laughs) (laughs) so um the the parents house this uh it's uh uh on a on a hill and there is no way that i can get from the car to the house on a wheelchair but myself it's so steep that it's impossible so uh every time i was going out somebody had to help me Mm-hmm. Or if I was like driving down the down the hill, I, I was on a like blocked both wheels and kind of like damage control. Skidding. <laughs> yeah, sliding down the hill and like you know just trying to hit the fence in a spot that I can hold with my hands, not. <laughs> <through something. laughs> 
so uh, that will have to be updated somehow. Maybe we'll be build a handrail. A winch. And that will. Uh, yeah, get a winch. Uh, get a winch oh, and just yeah, drag yourself. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we'll get a handrail and uh, and a crutch somehow like handy all the time there that I can use by myself. Yeah. Uh, but the house, so the garage is like kind of on. A, the, the house is so elevated, so the garage is let's say on a basement, so that's one floor. The other floor floor is living room, and the other floor floor is my room. Oh, so you're on the top floor. Uh, yep. And my ma- my parents wanted to move my room downstairs, and I said there is it's not happening. There is absolutely it's absolutely not happening that they are moving my 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 room. Uh, but uh, with the crutch and the handrail, I can walk stairs. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so you can just cobble yeah. up the stairs, kind of. Uh, it takes me time, but I can I can walk it, and uh, I've got one uh, uh, wheelchair on the floor where is my room. There is the other uh, wheelchair uh, just uh, to be at uh, home at the uh, ground level. And there is one wheelchair I use for daily basis and for garage. Cool. Crazy. Yeah, that's, yeah, that sounds like you got a good system worked out. And it's also probably good for you to, to, to do those stairs and to work those yeah. muscles. And... Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because, like... Uh, I'm like walking stairs is part of my daily exercise and I walk stairs for like hour. I can, I can do two and a half floors, uh, in eight, in eight minutes up and down. And last week, first time I did uh, five stairs, uh, five floors, uh, with no break up and down. That's awesome. That's yeah. serious progress. So from now on, I think the progress will be like with your normal muscles that you are building the strength. Totally. And endurance. So it takes time. It, yep. You know, there is no shortcut about that. But if I can do five floors, I can do ten in next few months. Yeah. yeah. Those are good goals to have, right? Keep pushing forward and, and, and keep yeah. that mindset that you can go keep working and improving, right? Uh, you know, the good part is, uh, as everyone uh, racing dirt bikes, uh, we put so much effort into uh, into our training in the off-season, and riding bikes was one thing, and the other one was get in shape to be able to ride a dirt bike. So the training and sport is part of my life since I remember, and now I just will transform it into you know, uh, doing sport as a rehabilitation and uh, doing that every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're kind of like uniquely qualified for this, right? Like you just you've been through trying to be in sh- get in shape and all this stuff. So it's nothing, nothing groundbreaking for you to have to try and overcome these challenges. No, no, not not really. There is so with the challenges, I, 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 I was solving this the. Uh, the survey uh, of the some uh, a developing process for for people uh, who are in a wheelchair and they ask me what's the di- the most difficult situation when you are on a wheelchair and I've told them that when you are at the party and you are drinking a beer you cannot walk and drink a beer at the same time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
because you know everything what's on a daily basis that's the challenge that you just have to uh, adjust your mindset that this is how it is it takes longer you have to go around and so on so on I but guess, uh yeah you're really screwed if you're trying to drink two beers at once oh time, man eh? yeah you probably get now a you're really stuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe you can solve it with like having some holder but every oh, cup the beer hat. In every bar go. is different beer so, hat you know, the beer be... hat yeah Shik, you need a beer hat <laughs> the helmet <laughs> the helmet it's uh, funny yeah yeah so uh so what's like a typical day for you right now are you doing physio are you physio a few times a day is it pretty busy or is there a lot of like recovery time too what's uh yeah what's so, your day like basically i i shut down my my normal life and i put 100 percent into the rehabilitation and i'm working like nine hours a day sometimes it's eight sometimes it's a little bit more i'm up uh, at uh, eight uh, getting ready having breakfast and 9 30 i start the physiotherapy until 12 at 12 i go on the on a on a stationary bike i ride for 20 minutes for 30 minutes now i just start doing some intervals uh, and then i've got lunch at 12 30 i eat something and i need to go to to sleep i need to take a nap because it takes so much energy that oh, I need to take a nap. Then around 1.32, I go to the physiotherapy, doing exercises, walking stairs. Uh, uh, on the uh, Lastly, we started uh, a few months ago doing the rowing exercise, like rowing. It's called rowing, right? Like uh, on a Concept 2 rowing machine? Yep, 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 yep. Yep. And I do that uh, for 30 minutes, also doing uh, two kilometers intervals uh, every five minutes, whatever the, the training plan is. But this is like close to the normal warm up. I can hit my heart rate up to 182. Nice. Uh, I did last, last week. So this is like a normal training. Mm, around four o'clock, I go to the gym and uh, I stretch. Uh, then I've got like an hour for myself. And at six, I'm doing electrostimulation by myself in my room. So putting electropads on the muscles and contracting them with the electric currency, doing that uh, an hour for each muscle. And around 10, 11, I go to bed. So a pretty busy day for you. Is, it that, is that like seven days a week you're doing that no, every day? No, that's five days. I do it five days a week. Uh, when I'm doing the electrostimulation uh, uh, in my room, I can uh, watch a movie, I can text, like be on the internet, but I cannot do anything what's, what I'm involved uh, mentally, that I cannot think, I cannot write, I cannot do any uh, mathematical solving problems because I have to concentrate on a muscle movement oh yeah yeah so i yeah. get it so you get to very very focused in on uh yeah so all my controlling the muscle yeah exactly so i can like watch a movie and still like you know uh do the the exercises um, but the be the biggest problem here is with sleep it's it's uh it's loud i'm not sleeping very well now i'm taking melatonin uh to to uh, help with with sleeping but Sleeping part is the worst part, being in a rehabilitation. Uh, I talk with many 
people and everyone's got the, got a problem with that. It's about the bed, it's about the noise, because the nurses are going back and forth at night sometimes, and even with the earplugs, it, it just wakes you up. Yeah, that's, that's hard. Yeah. Have you been doing any kind of, getting into any kind of like meditation or anything like that? I was doing meditation. I was very hard into it, but uh, then uh, it's always ex- it's always an ex- just an excuse. But if I've got those thirty minutes or an hour, uh, I'm usually putting uh, another uh, stimulation ses- session on the muscles instead of of the uh, meditation, and I slow down with it, uh, which I really regret, and I should should do more because with your mind and meditation uh, I think you can do like more miracles and impossible things with your body yeah totally. it's it's insane actually once you start like reading about it and like the breathing breathing exercises if you look into yeah. uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza he has all kinds of crazy stuff on meditation oh, I, I was I was reading his book uh, uh, I think two, two books actually Becoming... and he has uh, a couple techniques combined into one, like Wim Hof. Yeah. From from different techniques, he he put whatever he thought will work the best, and it does. A hundred percent, it does work. Yeah, yeah. I'm re- I'm listening on Audible right now. I'm listening to Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza. It's a, yeah, it's pretty crazy, crazy stuff. He has a, he has a good series on. Uh, I think it's called Gaia, G A I A. It's uh like a it's like a Netflix, but it's all like, um kind of like science and uh stuff like that yeah it's like you can get a i did a free trial of it it's pretty pretty worth there's lots of cool stuff on there how was it g g a i a i think and it's like it's a streaming service you can just i just watched on my laptop or whatever okay yeah it's pretty cool check it out i got one more question for you what uh since you've been basically using your arms 80 percent of the time are you getting jacked? <laughs> I think so because quite often the guys are touching my my boobs and they're saying they have got huge muscles. <laughs> <laughs> you getting yoked yeah. at the at the at the rehabilitation? I've got I I think that I always had pretty big hands, but uh, mm, for sure that that's 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 normal that you use your hands every day. I think they got uh, bigger in size oh yeah get them but the problem is that i'm not using that much antagonist muscles which are on the back oh and yeah no. my shoulders start moving forward yeah you got that imbalance now yeah exactly and when i will you know go back to normal life i will uh, go to gym or you know start working on my back again to compensate it yeah, yeah. the ro- rolling the rolling should, rolling help. should yeah. help that yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. All right, you got anything else for Yashik? Or Yash, you got anything else to to get off your chest? Any? Man, it's been good catching up. Yeah, it's good. He's yeah, it's been uh, a while. Um, I can tell you about like adventures. Maybe I got into. Yeah, let's hear one I, more adventure. When I went, uh, so I went for a first week back in Paris after a break. And I ended up at the middle of the demonstration. It was a political demonstration against, against the government. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Let's, uh, let's see what's going on. And after seven minutes, the police st- 
start shooting with the uh, paper spray and the rubber bullet and, and stuff. Oh, yeah. They went into the crowd and I had to run for my life <laughs> with the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and Crazy. then it was like two, three hundred meters. I, I stopped and I, 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 you know, I wanted to see what's happening up there. And then they start shooting again and I, I got with the uh, pepper spray. Oh, and shoot. the best part, the worst part was uh, running or, or riding on a wheelchair when you are crying, coughing. Oh, yeah. You can't see anything and you have to steal the wheelchair down the hill. <laughs> yeah, you're just freewheeling it. Yeah. Are you? Uh, is it pretty like tight? COVID. Are you still like wearing a mask everywhere in the hospital? Or in? No, they dropped the restrictions. Oh, that's good month. then, at least. So the tra- there is no travel restriction. There is almost no COVID restrictions. We are uh, back to normal life, pretty much. Cool. Uh, anything else, Chris? You got anything else for Yashik? <sighs> no, I think I want to catch up with him again sooner. Yeah, we too should. Long. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to... It's late over there already, yeah. isn't it? Uh, what is it, like 8 o'clock over there? Uh, it is 7.40 p.m. Oh, not too bad. Not too bad, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's good to catch up with you, Yashik. Uh, yeah, we should do it soon. Okay, awesome. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, I was worrying about my English because uh, I haven't been talking proper English for a long time in a hospital... I don't really speak French and they don't speak English, so my, my, my English is very broken to communicate. And I was thinking about Tamala when every time she says, Oh, Yasek, whenever I see you, your English is fucking worse and worse. <laughs> and I say, oh, oh, I'm very, uh, I really want to know what she will say this time. <laughs> yeah, um, so, what do you, how do you communicate? So, that's uh, broken English and broken French. Man, it sounds my rough. Doctors, my doctors speak English, and uh, some people from the from the physiotherapy team speak English, and they basically are the translators. All uh, you just pull up your phone, go to Google Translate, and voila. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought your English was fine, no problem. Yeah. Other than yeah. what is the one thing? Uh, series or serious? Serious. <laughs> That's the only thing I'll tell you. <laughs> That's funny though. Yeah. It's all right. No, it's gotta be hard though. Like oh, I always man, said I that. Imagine. Always said that. Learning a second language can't be easy because like other languages, things are phrased in a different way. Like it's backwards than us, and you and then just jumping back and forth seems. So. I don't know. There's lots of people I work with that are like speaking yeah. different language on the phone and then they'll talk to you and like i don't know how that seems tough so all you multilinguists out there congratulations <laughs> you're, you're better than the rest of us <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right yashik yeah, uh yeah thanks for for coming on and we'll uh, talk to you yeah. soon you guys you guys should have boston on a podcast i actually was thinking about that today too i've like met him at the at the paris supercross and maybe i'll try to do a uh, uh, gp uh, in locket and uh yeah he's living pretty good life yeah we should have, have we had him on before but before he left but we should get him back on yeah catch True. up with him and okay, his, his uh, GP okay i've got one more question to you guys okay when are you coming for a visit to poland i think uh we're going over there next summer for a wedding we're going to scotland but we're talking about making a little trip out of it trying to go see you uh, go to a GP maybe I don't know lots of details be figured out though we're gonna have a little kid so it's gonna be kind of chaos be interesting Okay. Yeah. Alright. Okay. That would be cool. Yep. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, it's a beautiful for, life. For having me here. Good times. 
Take care. Yeah. Beautiful life. See you later, buddy. Beautiful life. See ya. The beautiful life. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Dormi, j'ai qu'une part Mais je peux pas tomber plus bas Gros, la douleur ne tue pas Je ne sais pas de quoi tu me parles Tranquillement dans une tasse